You know, I want everyone to come, everyone is welcome, everyone to come and taste the food uh, um, and, you know, everyone to try to find uh, at least a little bit of Peru here in, in Bermuda. Hello everyone, very warm welcome to Breaking Bread. This is our food podcast all about the food and drink scene in Birmingham. We have been very, very busy lately and the next couple of weeks we're still very busy. We're busy recording lots of great interviews, uh, eating lots of great food. Our last episode with Sylvia got such a great response, which I'm really happy about because she was such an awesome guest. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. And on to this episode, this is a huge episode for us, one that I'm really, really excited about. It was organised by our great friends Sheridan and Joe over at The Relationship. Massive thank you to them for sorting this out. We recorded this episode again in Bacchus, just like the last episode. A massive thank you to Brendan, the manager there, for letting us record there. About six months ago, there was kind of rumours and murmurings of a Michelin star chef from London looking to open up his first solo restaurant. And we heard he was looking all over Birmingham and looking in Moseley. And here we are months later, on the opening weekend of Chef Robert Ortiz's brand new Peruvian restaurant, Chicana. As you're hearing the show, Chicana sounds like a really exciting addition to the Birmingham restaurant scene and a restaurant that we are both really excited to try. Robert and I have a great chat about his career, Peruvian food in general, and what we can all expect from his new restaurant, Chicana. If you do enjoy this episode with Chef Robert Ortiz, you might like some of the other episodes that we've done with chefs. There's the episode with our friend Chef Ben Taylor from Little Blackwood. That was a good little chat. There's the episode with Luke, head chef from Pinnells. That was another great conversation. So make sure you go back and have a little listen to them. Anyhow, enough of me kind of waffling on. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelin star chef Robert Ortiz. Hello, Robert. How are you doing? Very big welcome to Breaking Bread, the local foodie podcast that gives foodies a nice little insight behind the industry. Just uh, how are you doing? Well, I'm well. Um, um, thank you very much, actually, for for me to be here in Birmingham. Uh, yeah, so very yeah. excited, you know. So. Yeah, um, we're really excited about this today. Unfortunately, I normally do it with another person who just couldn't be here. He's on yeah. his holidays, but... Uh, I, d- I just want to get started before we kind of get to the reason why we're here. If okay. we talk a little bit about, obviously, you're from Peru. Uh, you started your chef career in Peru. That's right, yeah. Well, I'm from the Amazon region of Peru. I where I started to do some, you know, work with my parents at quite young age. Moved back to Lima. Mo- moved to Lima when I was around uh, 17, probably. Yeah. When I sort of get into cooking really there, you know, it was very uh, European sort of things at that time because the place where we were working was, uh, you know, m- uh, mostly for tourist people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you say Peruvian food was quite European influenced anyway because of the yeah, obviously had, Spanish? Yeah, he, he had a lot of Spanish, Italian, a bit of French. Uh, lots of obviously Japanese influences or Chinese, you know, sort of Asian also flavors there in the food. Um, and you know what was, you know, p- probably popular around 
20 years ago, you know, it was all, all, the, all of this French or Italian or, or Spanish food in the country, you know, so we were mixing with all the Peruvian ingredients or making our own dishes and, and things, you know, it's, that's how I started somehow. Really. And from there you moved to London? So I lived in Lima for around a year and a half, probably, two years. Yeah. And I came to London straight away from there. I was working somewhere in the city, you know, s uh, exceptional, uh, busy place. Is then, you know, somehow. Was that no, that, that was, they came a bit later, you know. Oh, so yeah. Um, then I joined to the landmark. Um, yes, it was very strange, you know, for me, obviously, to huge brigade, all, you know, the chefs in white, and for me coming, you know, from f quite far away, you know. But obviously, after two, three months, I got into the rhythm of working there and uh, i worked there for some time i very i was very welcome you know very obviously i learned so many things there that i can remember yes the food at the landmarks very, i think it's very tra traditional english british yeah it is modern, it is yeah. it is, is traditional they have a english chef at the moment so i mean when i was there there was a german chef a english chef a french chef so things were you know like mixed and matched somehow you know but now i can see that it's more you know uh, uh traditional modern and um, things so. what was it like going from obviously peruvian food coming over to london doing a traditional it, it, for me i think it was a continuous developing of whatever i was doing you know and somehow people obviously didn't know uh, peruvian food so i was will make a ceviche and probably will work only at for some for some chefs you know at the time and um Obviously, also the ingredients, there was not that easy to get in here. So um, I believe also that the ingredients play a huge role, you know, whatever, whatever I do, whatever, you know, if you try to do Peruvian cuisine here, you know, yeah. it has to have um, a, a high level of uh, authenticity. So that, that, was, that was probably one of the things that we were progressing, I guess, with the years we, we got it really. After the landmark, you moved to Four Seasons? Yes, I yeah. worked there Four Seasons, I think. There was the time when, you know, uh, we were more into management, obviously looking after, not just becoming a cook, you know, looking after uh, food, looking after our colleagues, uh, learning numbers, learning, you know, like how to, obviously, it was a, a hotel, it was, you know, it wasn't as busy as, as, the, la as the landmark, but it has, we, we had to do a lot of training, lots of, like, skills development, really, for us and for the others. Yeah. And then we kind of briefly went on to that, but I kind of want to just mm. get on to, obviously, uh, Lima in London, because obviously that was such a big part of your life. Yes, I think, I think, I mean, myself, I've been growing, you know, all these years in, in, in the UK and, you know, learning how to to understand, you know, um, you know, some kind of palate, you know, the people, uh, obviously, the finding the produce, which was very important, having certain relation with the suppliers, you know, so th I think that was uh, was good for me. Then, you know, Lima came along, and that was obviously my mind, mind thing, you know, my, my you know my sort of culture thing. Yeah. That, that I can uh, can do it, you know, by heart, and that that was very interesting. Really, that was a very excited, uh, probably moment for my career, I believe. So, um, and yeah, it's, it's done very well, you know. So. Did you believe that Peruvian food would do really well in London? Was there a reason, like, 
I, I think Peruvian food needs, uh, or Peru somehow needs to continue developing chefs. You know, we have a lot of uh, uh, produce uh, um, in the country, um, lots of things that we have to, or we must continue uh, sort of going, you know, going, you know, the extra mile, we're working extra hard, yeah. you know, bringing everything for the customers, for new audience in the UK, for example. You know, as l luckily, you know, it's being accepted by, you know, many people, and obviously we continue, we need, to, we need to continue to work hard, you know, we just need to have, I believe, more professionals that they can expand it a bit further, or, you know, you can support also other people. Yeah. Was the food that you done at Lima very authentic? Like you know, sometimes when um, people bring like different cuisines to mm. England or America, they kind of make it a little bit more to the English kind of taste buds or American taste buds. Well, I mean, it's it's something. I mean, it's a, a very interesting question there. Um, what what I did or what I you know I'm planning to do here in in, in Chacana also in Birmingham is that we have to. You know, we have to be very honest with uh, what we do, and we have to bring the flavors. I think are very, very important. Okay, the flavors you have to be there a hundred percent. It's true. There are some times where we don't find, uh, uh, or, or it's too far away to bring some things. So we have to adapt also to 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 the English palates, or to the British palates. But I, I mean, people here. Um, they want to try things, you know, they are not scared of going and eating this or, or having this, you know, I think that's a huge advantage for us. I mean, our job should be, you know, to be as much as possible to be, to bring that experience of Peru, you know, it's like eating in Peru or eating in London, you know, it also depends how you plan to give this to your customers. Yeah. yeah. People who might not have been to Lima, it, it was quite refined, wasn't it? It was mm. very upmarket. It was a good standard of food. It must have been quite brave to yeah. do that. Um, I, I, I think there are lots of different ways that we can go. You know, Peru is a country of potatoes, rice, let's say lots of corns, you know, and uh, and obviously having the, the vast you know, part of the um, Amazon, Amazonas or, or the Pacific. I mean, the Andes, which, you know, I always try to to get the ingredients and mix and match, you know, when, when I do, when I think about food. Obviously, there are things that we've been eating and cooking for years. It's, it all depends how we can adapt it, you know, because I, I believe in the UK, you, you need to give it more quality than quantity, you know, um, which in somewhere, maybe in other places, we, you know, we as Peruvians, we expect to, to have a big plate full of this, full of that, you know, so um, I, I think, Quantities uh, and quality, I think, plays a huge role in whatever I do, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's a bit like uh, I'm, f I'm from an Irish family, so, okay. if you, so we expect big plates of food, mm. <laughs> you know. But I think there's a place as well for nice little refined bits, so that's nice. Did Lima actually moved away in the end, didn't it? From did they go to more of a sharing kind of aspect? And I mean, we, we what happened with this business is that. Uh, um, it all depends about what you want to do and what you know was um, trending, you know, at the time. Uh, you know, uh, we, we unluckily we didn't have um, somehow the, the, the a stable manager. So you know, people bring us lots of sometimes different ideas. Sometimes it helps a lot. Obviously, I mean, most of them they were very good. 
uh, and I, I, you know, keep, you know, the friendship together, you know, somehow. Um, but the, um, the ideas, you know, of Peruvian, I came, you know, like doing, you know, starters, mains and desserts or whatever, slightly changed, you know, with the years of sharing, which was good. Uh, uh, I'm actually quite keen, you know, to, to, to do something like this. But it depends obviously how you play around, you know, I think this is... Yeah, uh, sure, yeah. there's probably still a price to keep the quality there, but make it just a little bit bigger to share. There's yes. Yeah, definitely something yeah. there for that. 2013 actually won a Michelin star. How yes, we did, yes. I mean, it was, I mean, for me, I still remember these days, you know, for me, I think it was a, uh, obviously um, a great moment. Uh, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really push, you know, to, to have a Michelin, but we had the first manager. He had a lot of uh, um, sort of uh, idea who can be an inspector or things, uh, uh, or because he, he worked with, uh, with a Michelin star chef. And he used to come and tell me, chef, this guy, maybe is an inspector, look after him. No, we're putting that extra effort, you know, everywhere and things. But we didn't think, you know, a part of, you know, that, you know, it's oh, you know, we are actually having, you know, these people, these inspectors coming to eat. It's a good sort of sign for the business. But eventually, you know, we, um, uh, the manager called me around seven o'clock and he said to me, check, check uh, whatever, you know, um, go Lima and we, we had, uh, um, we won a Michelin star. I think it was amazing. The, 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 the only problem probably at that time was that um, we got a huge sort of influx of extra, at least 30, 40% customers, yeah, you know, and yeah. we were not ready somehow, you know, so people, you know, come and they, they, they want this kind of wine or they're expecting this, expecting that, and it's very, very good for the business, you know, uh, and uh, what Michelin started, I think it's helped us to, to continue growing and and continue working hard, you know, so. Yeah. Do you think maybe, I know it kind of goes against the whole excitement of the whole Michelin star, but maybe they could give you a little bit of notice if they, were, like, they could say to a restaurant, there's a very strong possibility to so get ready for your business to change. Do you, I think I have a bit yeah, of responsibility. Yeah, I, mean, that, really. I think that should be a good idea, to be honest. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, yeah. I know it's nice to just all of a sudden yeah, see your price, name yes. in, in the mm. book, but surely yeah. like if you, if another restaurant might not be ready for it it could ruin the business I'm, you, I'm you not can you can ruin it i mean it is yeah because it's all about the customers you know the customers uh, and i think the, the we 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 need the repeated business obviously uh, and uh, <coughs> obviously we need to also not to be too expensive or but you know we need to we need to bring the best i mean my idea was always to bring the best of peru you know as much as I can't, you know, as much my knowledge is yeah. able to give to the customers, really, you know, and we keep always training and learning new things, you know, traveling to Peru and going and going places, you know, uh, and and try really, you know, to sort of waking up some kind of things that you have there, you know, from your childhood or things like this. Yeah. The Peruvian food is not, not something that's very popular, like, well, not that it's not popular, but it's fairly still unknown <coughs> in this country yes so you see it as your kind of like say mission to kind of bring it here and tell everyone about how fantastic it is yeah i, I think you know uh Birmingham, i think is for me is the 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 gate of somewhere you know and i i, I see it extremely positive and um 
And you know, may, maybe there are business there or chefs there that maybe thought about Vermigan or, or, but probably they were not so, so ambitious at that at certain point. I mean, uh, mostly it's a beautiful, beautiful, you know, village. You know, I, I believe it's full of artists. Our food is, you know, full of flavors, full of colors. And, and I think our job, I mean, my, my main job is obviously to, to, to bring more customers so you know they can learn more about what we do more about more about peru because you know peru is not just about potatoes or corn or or, or sometimes we are associated with paritomber or, or guinea pigs or whatever you know so <laughs> it's more about lots of, we have lots of different um you know in, in terms of our uh, ecosystems you know our climate it's, it's, it's amazing how the, the country is you know uh, and uh, but m more interestingly is the the produce you know what we want to bring and our products are you know we talk about our almost our food is oh, 99 percent gluten free or, or or it's very easy to make vegetarian food or even vegan food you know that is 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 is, is quite interesting uh for me as a chef is 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 you know i feel extremely grateful you know to be part of this moment in my life you know cooking bringing things bringing flavors and sharing with customers here yeah man i think mosley is <coughs> a perfect fit for this as well it's there's a, a couple of really good restaurants there so like it's got foodies kind of coming there mm. already it's always had a kind of bohemian kind of open-mindedness and it's just been a cool place to always mm. kind of live and be so it's a great fit for mosley i think i mean it's gonna yes. do really well Obviously, we didn't say it, but we're, we're here today to talk about your new restaurant, Shikana's. We think it's going to be amazing. We're really excited by it. Going back to the Michelin star, is it, would it, that be something you'd kind of be pushing for? Is that the kind of style of food that's going to be in Shikana's? To be very honest, I don't know exactly. I mean, um, I need to push to, to a standard that is, is recognized, you know, a standard yeah. is recognized if i'm lucky and i get an inspection and then we're doing very well or you know during the years so you can get one you can get 10 or whatever uh, if i'm lucky enough to get an inspection will be great and then it's really up to us you know but uh, um you know whatever i want to do uh, is gonna be uh as you know the, the way how i always work you know i mean I, i've been trained you know in lots of places and with you know with wonderful chefs as i mean i with the years you learn how to look after produce and how to you know to go sometimes the extra mile for doing things better and i think that's that's the the aim the goal you know um obviously we will have you know we will be uh you know you know casual um but you know with good food you know that's the that's the whole goal to be honest so the food will be the yeah. main aspect yeah. of the whole restaurant yes some of our listeners might know a lot about proven food what would like the main dishes kind of be like some famous dishes like i mean peru has this um influences let's say from let's say we talk about spain italy france japan china you know there was huge huge amount of, of uh, um, population uh, there obviously the at the time the spaniards when the spaniards were in peru you know they brought so lots of sort of uh, um traditions you know uh, to peru and we have adapted we have never somehow mixed it you know uh, uh, we we adapted you know we our chiles are always our chiles you know even our limes or avocados or, or 
a very interesting that Peruvian chefs obviously are very keen. Um, the food will be obviously very fresh food. Yeah. Uh, uh, we will work a lot with fish, uh, uh, with uh, with ceviches, ceviches with uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, b- but you know, very traditional Peruvian ceviche. Then maybe I will have a, a ceviche with uh, more with some kind of a uh, Japanese or Chinese sort of a um, flair, you know, somehow. Yeah. Uh, um, I will move to tiraditos, which have a lot of uh, Japanese influences. Um, and yeah, so do you know my, my chiles for me uh, play a huge part of uh, of my role, you know, and you know as a cook. Um, and yes, yeah, so we'll bring chiles, fresh fish. Obviously, we will have uh, uh, you know some kind of uh, dishes prepared with corn, some kind of potatoes mixed, you know, from from around here, and some Peruvians, which will have a very interesting flavors. Um, Yes, sort of some kind of coastal, sort of Pacific, sort of food will be also will be added on. Yeah, very bright, very vibrant, very vibrant. Yes, yeah, yeah. All I've not actually yet proven for myself. Every picture I've looked at, it's all very bright. It's exactly what you'd associate kind of with Peru. So you said it would be quite a relaxed restaurant. That's what people can expect. Yeah, I think the people should expect. You know, you know, come there, uh, uh, sit down. You know, obviously we will have a booking sort of system uh you well, know to be walk-ins or yeah yeah we will yeah. we will get walk-ins well, too uh, busy, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know we need to accommodate you know uh, um uh, you know the people we knew that's why we're there you know to 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 serve food basically um yeah. well, you know you know the restaurant business how how chaotic sometimes can be but uh Obviously, we don't we don't want numbers, but we just don't want people to come and eat, eat well, relax, having pisco sours if they like, and you know, will be quite quite few range of them also, so will be very interesting. So pisco, that's a very famous cocktail. It's yeah. one, the one that everyone will know. The, when you say you're gonna have like a selection of different kinds on the yes, menu. I mean, uh, what what's happening uh, these days? I think, I mean, in Peru, you can find. I don't know, 12 kind of pisco sours, 20 kind of pisco sours. So, I mean, if we, you know, just, there is one, obviously, the, the, the let's say, the classic, classic uh, pisco sour. But then you can b- make a huge variation, you know, with, uh, with, with, with uh, let's say, with passion fruit, any fruit, uh, you know, strawberries, uh, bananas, uh, castor apple, you can do with pineapple, you can do... Um, you know, with just with mint, which you can do, you know, basically, we even with yeah. corn, you know, we have a, in Peru we have a um, corn that the color is purple, so extracting the juice is actually extremely healthy also, you know, we just ended up having a pisco sour that's almost uh, purple in color, so it's very, very interesting, but they always have, um, the, there is always, you know, this, uh, um, this, uh, the, this reason why, you know, how, how we do it, so. Yeah, it's more than just to get drunk. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, and also, you know, we, we're planning to, to... I mean, I'm a Peruvian and I try Pisco Sours in London, uh, um, in many places. Uh, and, and and sometimes it's, it's not what we think, you know. The Pisco Sour has to be very well balanced, you know, has to have enough amount of alcohol, obviously, enough amount of acidity, some kind of sweetness inside there. It's not just you know, alcohol and things, so um, 
Uh, we would we'll do like a shorter version of of uh, of, um, of of the glasses, you know. So maybe people can have it a little bit more, or we can have a two or three, or, or probably four or whatever. Yeah, that that's really exciting because yeah. it's definitely nothing that's we've got in the city. Probably not yeah. even in the, well, not many in the country. If there is another one. Uh, so that'd be absolutely brilliant for him. We've seen it like with gin bars have took off and there's like gin mm. bars with 10 different kinds of gins and gin cocktails. So this would be the same, but with Pisco. Yes. P- Pisco is actually like a fortified kind of wine or... Yeah, it's m- more like grappa or something yeah, like this, you know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you drink too much, you know, it's, it's, it's 41% at least of alcohol. Uh, and there's of huge, you know, varieties of, uh, of Piscos that you can find now. Um, maybe not can find, but you know, in Peru, you know, there are there are so many. It's also you know there are good ones, you know, and you can see it's like wine, you know, you get yeah. also no no good ones. So I mean, yeah. you have to be very careful se- selecting uh, what we're gonna give to 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 the customers, you know. So that's very interesting. I mean, and uh, and the prices are gonna be obviously, I would say, very affordable for everyone. Uh, I mean. Uh, you know, b- value for money, basically, you know, so. Yeah, will it be a taster menu or Yes, we, or uh, we have, uh, like, an interesting room there. Uh, we will do, we, we will have a, a taster menu there. Uh, you know, we are defining at the moment what, what uh, is going to go there. And uh, uh, it's all about how, how people will, will, you know, will perceive also whatever we're doing. So things, we just need to move quickly, you know, in a week or two weeks. Yeah. Whatever I do, you, you know, to f- try to find the, c- the customers like somehow. To be honest. Yeah, because people are different. I mean, I'd yeah. love that a, a nice um, taster menu because the best thing about a taster menu is obviously you get given something you've probably never had before, mm-hmm. you, and if you got the chance to order off a menu, you probably wouldn't order it. So then you get given, it and it's normally the best thing you eat on the taster menu. So I'd, I'd be excited about yeah. the taster menu. Uh, when do you open? So. We're gonna have friends and family. I think the 25th. Yeah, of, this uh, of September. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this September. Then 26. Uh, we will invite some people, I guess, uh, uh, locals or, or people that works in the industry. Uh, maybe next day again we invite friends and family because I think there are many now. Yeah. Uh, and um, and then. Uh, Maybe then on the Saturday, or we we open for the for the public, just you know, with c- certain numbers that we want to do. Yeah. Uh, and then that was it, you know. Then obviously, you know, we we'll continue, you know, promoting the restaurant, uh, bringing people that you know, um, the people that we know, people that we want to invite. Um, yes, people that we want to taste, you know, this and that, and whatever is happening next, I guess is. All about uh, uh, you know how 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 we we move basically. How's it been finding staff? Uh, interesting, <laughs> interesting. But I think it's almost there. I mean, we found a very good manager. Um, um, I think he was t- he used to work in noc- Noctorians, Noctorians somewhere. The Noc- nocturnal animals. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, very 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 nice uh, person. Very sort of full of energy um, obviously he knows a lot of people are here around Birmingham um, yeah. and yeah he's doing a couple of interviews and so on so um, yeah um, the kitchen is is uh, 
gonna be you know myself the two three four other 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 people I'm lo uh, we are obviously um, asking for CVs you know for also local local chefs that we can find yeah. one or two hopefully um, that's it basically you know would you say that's the hardest part of opening a restaurant is the staff or, or maybe mm. just having restaurants in general is the staff? It, I, I, I think it's to find to find the people that you know enjoy and like w what you do yeah I think this is the hardest part you know because you, you, you know the these interviews and when you do you you, you never know how how can you know happen after we open uh, and in my experience I've seen you know like you hire them two weeks later, one week later, everyone disappear, or then you have to rehire again, or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. So. I think it's easy to lie on a CV or <laughs> lie in an interview, but I think when you get into the kitchen, you mm. get found out real quick. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, you know, when, when you open a, a new business, usually uh, most of the time it's extremely full, no? And, and some people need to understand that, uh, uh, you know, and that there is some kind of chaos in the kitchen or in the bar or something is not working or whatever it happens no no all the time but then some people need to understand that some let's say like some chefs because today you may be cooking for 40 people or tomorrow you are cooking for 100 people you know yeah so if you have you know this kind of balance you i i believe you will stay in a place you know for longer definitely yeah. it must be extra hard hiring chefs when the food's so personal to you as well mm. But you know, well, I I have built a, a quite a good uh, uh, amount of chefs so far now. Chefs that now you are working in Switzerland, they are working even in uh, Estonia. Uh, chefs that are working in Madrid, uh, Barcelona, in um, Denmark, um, Holland. A lot of you know young guys and girls that they have passed by, you know, and they have moved, and they are taking, you know, the you know becoming head chefs basically. So you have, I mean, with the years, I think I have built enough uh, a, a, a team, to be honest. So that, you know, when when we talk about the, the, the you know this project, people just ask me, Rob, I want to come and work with you, you know. So it's all about how we how we are gonna get uh, organized, to be honest. So, but at the moment, the the the, the amount that I need to start, I guess, I got them, you know. Then how we progress, I got two, three more chefs there, you know, like a phone call and then maybe a couple yeah. of days with me here yeah. oh, it's all about being flexible i suppose yes. in the first couple of months and adapting yeah. to what the uh, market brings and That's how right, everything yeah. goes uh, i think it'd be criminal if i didn't ask you about chocolate oh chocolate <laughs> would, yeah would chocolate play a big part in the uh, yes we yeah. have chocolate i love chocolate um i work with a company called Origi origin or, uh, origin beans yeah these are actually beans from peru um from the Marañón side, from the Marañón River, I don't know. Uh, um, it's one of the biggest rivers there in the in the in the part of the Amazons. Uh, no, 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 the Amazons River, but it's uh, one of the the, the biggest uh, subsidiaries. Yeah. And we get a fantastic uh, chocolate there, you know, chocolate coffee and things like this. So yes, uh, um, I will be using a native chocolate from Peru from uh, the Rio Marañón, which will be very exciting for me. Yeah, I'll be excited yeah. to try. I'm a massive yeah. chocolate fan. I've done a podcast um, a few months ago with a, a local chocolatier, and okay. I was very surprised, like, you, when you're unwrapping that purple little wrapper that most people usually, you don't really think about what's what people have gone through to make mm. the chocolate and get the, the um, cacao and 
It's incredible. It's an, 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 an amazing process, to be honest. Uh, I think it brings people together, you know, connects, connects basically, you know, our culture with, with, uh, with, with so many other different people, really, you know. Uh, I, I, I have a wonderful, you know, sort of uh, stories about chocolate, you know, one where I grew up with my grandmother. I have some chocolate, like, um, homemade that just been sent by by my mom now the uh so i will i will be trying you know all this all of this yeah yeah that's yeah. what i'm definitely looking forward to trying yeah. all of the chocolate i'm a dessert person anyway so okay i just wanted to get your thoughts on birmingham in general i don't know how much time you've spent in birmingham over the last few years or come here well i i moved to Le- to leamington spa yeah uh, obviously i was based in london uh, but i moved to leamington spa and i spent you know for for Four days probably I was in Leamington. I mean, coming to Leamington, but then I was coming to Birmingham. To Birmingham yeah. Yes, we, so we've been we've been looking uh, uh, places probably around more than two years ago, to be honest. All right. Uh, yes. Yeah, and you know all this uh, the license, you know, to get all this, uh, you know, change, you know, the use of the building. It took it took me a long time, you know, and now obviously it's almost finished. Probably will be finished by this weekend, maybe latest Monday next week next week yeah so it seems like you know they are well ahead on us somehow you know so That's for the good. opening yeah is there any restaurants you like eating out in Birmingham or any places you like um, to eat in Edmonton or I had uh, I had here um, I mean I, I, I have heard a lot of things about uh, uh, this uh, wonderful restaurant in in, in Mosley Cha- was Cha- um Carters. Carters, yes. Yeah, I have Carters heard about it. Good, I think yeah. I've been following them in Instagram. Um, obviously, so far I need to explore more, you know. I need to go yeah. in other places. I think we're. There's a place called, nice little place that we always drive about. It's called Little Blackwood. It's just on the corner in Mosley on the crossroads. Yes, that, we, we, we're nice. talking today about that. I think we're going to pay them a visit hopefully on Thursday. Yeah, really yeah, nice yeah, people. Yeah. So it yeah. bends the uh, owner there. It's nice okay. place. Yeah. Great. Uh, so Chicanas opens roughly around the Saturday the 28th of September. It's very relaxed. It's going to be vibrant. It's going to be cool. And Absolutely. I think, and there's going to be a whole pisco sour menu. <laughs> and yes. there's going to be loads of chocolate on the menu. Yes. So yeah, that, that's, that's chocolate, not yes. reason enough Promise to get down you. there. Yes. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? For uh, just you know, I want to you know, I want everyone to come everyone is welcome everyone to come and taste the food uh, um, and you know everyone to try to find uh, at least a little bit of peru here in, in Bermuda. that's that's brilliant thanks very much thank you thank you take care